Hey guys, this is Gaijin Hunter, and we're just a week and a half out or so from the release of Monster Hunter Rise. So does that mean that we're catching up on sleep, eating our vitamins, and taking the opportunity to breathe? <laughs> Heck no! We're here talking across time zones to give you your weekly dose of Monster Hunter discussion. Rory Khan, how are you doing today? I am tonight? Uh, tonight, yes indeed. I am uh, extremely tired, sleep deprived, and all of the usual stuff that we tend to be. <laughs> and it, it's funny because this episode's probably going to be coming up uh, a little bit earlier in the week because <laughs> it was really cool. So it, was it this morning that you, I mean, it was yesterday for you that you told yeah. me like, oh, this week's going to be a little bit crazy. We might have to push up the podcast a little bit. And I was like, yeah. okay, that's cool. And so he tells me, okay, we can do it tomorrow. And I was like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> tomorrow works great. Except tomorrow for him is basically later tonight for me. And then like about, I don't know, I think one hour before the podcast was getting started, something along those lines, I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> the podcast is right now. Okay, well, that's fine because we're always ready to chat. So, you know, it was, it was just interesting kind of like how time zones work and all this. Tomorrow is actually today. It's weird. Japan, Portugal, time. And then there was also daylight savings for America no, somewhere in between don't there. get me started on that. Oh, my Jesus. gosh. Like, okay, what? if you guys want to know my, my rage here, in, in Japan, we do not have daylight savings time, even though Thank I God. think we, See, we could use it because the sun comes no. up and down at really bad times no 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 listen listen japan is just way ahead of the curve on this nobody should use daylight savings because it's friggin' stupid it's stupid oh it's dumb like people need to understand that there's a lot of people throughout the world that have to work with people in different time zones and this goddamn daylight savings things just makes everything worse it's bad enough that we have different times in every single region of the world now listen listen, listen to my 5,000 IQ plan, okay? There is one time zone that is called UTC, which is supposed to stand for Universal Time Something. I forget what the C is for. But how about everybody just uses that, and that is the time that is everywhere around the world. So some places, the sun will set at 2 in the morning. In other places, the sun will rise at 2 in the morning. But it will be 2 in the morning everywhere and some people will eat at 1 p.m other people will eat at 5 p.m what difference does it make it's a goddamn number it's a number well, well, well you'd you would have to change your lingo right because that morning is no longer sunset and sunrise like those terms become irrelevant at that point right? the terms are already irrelevant it's a it's a number i don't i don't i just want to yeah. have one i mean at least just don't change just just don't change your shit. It, like decide on a time and live with it because yeah. Japan, I don't know who decided the Japan, the time for Japan, but the sun rises at like 4:30 in the morning. Like who the hell needs the sun at 4:30 in the morning? And by the time it's 5 p.m., it's gone. It's already dark out. So it's not like you go to California and they've got like sun out until 8:30 p.m. It's crazy. Like Japan could have just shifted 2 hours and I I think everyone would be fine. But I mean, just like don't change it though. Like that just screws everything up. During during summertime in Portugal, we sometimes have sun out until like nine, nine p.m. It's it's pretty badass. Five p.m. for Japan. That's it. Five p.m. It's horrible. But but yeah, no. it's it's like if if we're not going to have this universal time thing, at least stop changing it. Just just stop. Yeah. I I thought that Europe even had like something at some point, either one year or two year ago, where they said, we're getting rid of daylight savings. This whole thing is stupid. And I was like, yes! 
And then, hmm. I don't know, shortly after that, it's like, oh, by the way, it's daylight savings. I'm like, why? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand this logic. Like, what is so, going so people, on? Like, if, if people want a concrete example of why it's troublesome, like you were noting, like, let's say you do meetings with people overseas. And you, you know how hard it is with people's calendars. Like, you set out, like, your, your weekly meetings, your biweeklies, and it's like, there's only that one weird slot that you spent months trying to find a mutual space. It's yeah. now one hour off. So like what was working now doesn't work. And now you have to redo it all over again. And it just screws everything up. So it's like, it's, I, I mean, if, if the whole world jumped together, then maybe it wouldn't be an issue, but they don't. Everyone's jumping on different. Like you guys haven't even jumped because I think U.S. just jumped last night. Yeah. And, and I think that Portugal's. I think we are like two weeks out of sync with us or something. <laughs> At least I remember something like this because oh, uh, back God. when I used to work for broadband TV, I remember that we would have daylight save. I mean, they would have daylight savings. And I'd be like, Oh great. My schedule is so much better now because the, the daylight savings change for them would actually make things better for me. And then I remember two weeks later or something like that. Oh no, things are bad again. This sucks. It only lasted for two weeks. Oh, wow. Interesting. <laughs> so according to Google, Japan, India, and China are the only major industrialized countries that do not observe some form of daylight saving. So, Thank plus God. Plus one for Japan. Thank God for Japan, dude. Like, seriously, everybody, <laughs> quit your daylight savings nonsense, okay? that If there's one message that you take away from this podcast, get rid of daylight savings. It sucks. We don't want it anymore. But um, besides daylight savings, what have you been playing recently, Gaijin? So it sounds like a broken record every time, but we're still, I would, I kept telling you that I'm going to be waning myself off of Monster Hunter World, right? Like, okay, yeah. we're going to slow down. We're going to, you know, get ready for Rise. We're at like 240 hours now on our game save since the end of January. So we've just been playing tons of worlds still. So like, I think what we're doing now is we've hit the point where I, it all started with um, Call of Tarath. So I was like, okay. Kalvtaroth is going away, and she's not going to be back until Monster arises out. So we got to give her her goodbye. You know, we got to give her the send off. So we did like a, a session, you know, of of some farming of her, just to enjoy the monster. You know, as sort of our last dance, right? And we had a really good night, and it was really fun. And then the next day, it's like, okay, now we should say goodbye to Safajiva. Okay, now we should say goodbye to. Raging back idios. And then we're doing these like goodbye hunts. And it ends up being like one monster a night or two monsters a night. And we're just playing the crap load still. So it's getting kind of ridiculous. We we just can't put down the game. It's that good. Um so <laughs> like Monster Hunter's been, uh, one hell of a drug, as it turns out. It's crazy. And um more and more is we're playing just the two of us. We're not going online. And, uh, you know, we're, we've, we make a really good insect glaive duo, I think. Hmm. Uh, I was tweeting about this earlier, but we were doing Raging Brachidios the other night. And we actually got a sub 10 times, like under 10 minutes. I was like, wow, I think that's pretty good. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Here's the thing. Like some people will hear that and they'll be like, well, for two hunters, that's not really that impressive. But they don't take into account that uh, Yuna started playing in January. She started playing Monster January, Hunter. Yeah as a whole in January at the end of January, actually not even at the beginning of January. Yeah. And she's already like comfortable doing stuff like raging Brachidios. Like there's, 
there's people that have been playing Monster Hunter for years and they haven't done Raging Bracadios because they thought, it, you know, was maybe too challenging or something. So, yeah. Yeah, like, I think, I think you know, once she she soloed uh, Alatrion one night on her own and, like, she's just, like, she's she's done and ready. She's good. So now we're just doing, like, stupid stuff. Like, we're setting fireworks off all the time during our hunts and we're goofing around and it's so, it's what, so um, funny. Like, we were having... Go, on. go ahead. I was gonna say we were having um when we did our goodbye hunts to Safajiva, um when we had some people join us and that was really fun. I think um they were getting a kick out of the fact that me and her like to fight over uh Safajiva's attention during the hunt. So we'll constantly be like um uh slinger bursting it in the face and trying to steal it away from each other. <laughs> Why would you do that? Seems like a terrible it's, strategy. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun. It's, it is, it's hilarious. It is so, fun. But uh, I, I we're was, not going to die. We're so comfortable at this point. It's just like we're goofing around, and I but we're not ask, goofing around and like getting bad times. We're, we're getting good times. I wanted to ask, what weapon did she use to solo Alatreon? Insectlave. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I yeah. thought Insectlave was going to be a good one for Alatreon back the the first few times that I fought him, but I was like, no, I'll do it with my gun lance, the power of the slap lance. You'll learn. Yeah, the I mean, she's done it also. I not solo, but we've done a duo with uh, Hunting Horn. She was playing, but she ever since she got really good at Insect Lave, that's it's basically what she plays right now. Uh, is she more excited? Makes for, me so proud. Is is she more excited for Recall Kinsect or uh, Diving Wyvern or whatever the the? She hasn't even thought about it. She's okay. she's not thinking about these like deeply like we are. <laughs> and I, I and I don't think she plans on playing Insect Glaive in the beginning of Rise because she knows that the bugs start out really slow, and that yeah. bugs the shit out of her. Like once you're used to end game bugs, you can't. <laughs> it's really hard to start a new game with a the, insect. The fact that the bugs are slow bugs her. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even realize, her. did you? <laughs> no. I just I make I make dad puns without even noticing it. So I think I think she said she's gonna try. She's I think she was gonna see maybe Bo can redeem itself for her, or she'll try hunting. No, Bo is dead. Bo is dead forever. No, <laughs> no, sorry. Watch it. This is this is Rui Khan just trying to get the dislikes to come up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I get those whenever I I tick off people with the long sword. But, but luckily, Bo is really good. Bo is a really good early to mid game weapon, actually. Maybe I'd, in my opinion, I wouldn't know. That that's for other people. If, you, if you're good at it, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. For I, some reason, in in Rise in in the demo, whenever I was playing it, I seem to remember that every like input that I would put on A would come up as an arc shot, despite me not wanting it. So I was like, I, "Weapon doesn't work." That's no, my controller. Yeah. My controller sucks. I, I actually have <laughs> serious problems with it. But yeah, uh, but, uh, yeah. But yeah, we've been having lots of fun playing, and then um, yesterday, it was interesting, so I, we have this really bad habit now that we're collecting Monster Hunter plush, uh, plush dolls, so the I'm, monsters that she's fallen in love with, and... Let me just tell you how jealous I am of the fact that you can just go into a local store, and there's just like Monster Hunter merch right there. And I'm just sitting here like, man, I, 
I'd love to go into one of those, just get like a Palamute plushie or something <laughs> for my kid because he's crazy about dogs. He wanted me to get him like the big Palamute plushie. And I'm like, you're crazy, dude. That oh, thing's yeah. like friggin' $100. No, it's 150 I think. I saw it on eBay or something. It was 150 oh, and the place that it was coming from, it was probably going to get stopped at customs, which was then going to cost me like another $100. Like, Listen, uh, no plush is worth like freaking three hundred dollars. You're crazy. No. Like I'd love to well, get it for him, but it's just, it's just it's crazy, and it will get stuck in customs, and who knows how they handle uh, those things? Because that's a big plushie. Like, what happens is, if they like if they fold it like if they fold it halfway and then like it rips in some place or something? Uh, like I don't I don't know, dude. And, and particularly, I do not trust Portuguese mail. At all, dude. Portuguese mail are the worst. They lose oh, no. stuff. They they can never find my address. It's it's a complete pain. So yeah, I, I don't want to deal with that stuff. Yikes. But yeah, but no, I say so yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. I complain on Twitter. I'm like, oh, I really wanted to get a call for Roth plush, but you know, these things have been these things have been out of print. I guess print isn't the right word, but they've been out of sale or manufacturing for years. So what you're finding now is just the leftovers of what people didn't buy during Iceborne. Yeah. But there's enough leftovers that I should not be complaining, like, at all. <laughs> so, uh, but when I went, so we, we our, our plush collection has grown exponentially since she fell in love with Monster Hunter. I think we have, like, I want to say we have, like, 15 to 20 plushes around here now. Jesus kind of crazy. Christ. Um, like I, I've seen the I've seen the shelf that you've tweeted out with like a bunch of stuff on top of it and the pictures of uh, Zora. I know she likes her Zora and Zeno and stuff. Yeah. And, well, these those those are all with us as we 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 sleep in the living room. We lay out the beds because we don't have a lot of space. Like every night when I make the beds, I come back from brushing my teeth and all every single plush is right there in the beds with us. So we're sleeping surround. <laughs> we sleep surrounded in monster Hunter plushes. It's, it's kind of fun. Surrounded by monsters. Basically that's it's, uh, yeah. it's kind of dangerous. Those turf wars. <laughs> so you might find this. So yesterday I went because I was looking for raging back idios, which you can't find anywhere. Um, but I did find for some reason, this one store had a lone gameth. Gameth, Yeah. And I know that Yuna visually likes Gameth. So I told her, I bought it for her, and I'm like, you can't have it until you hunt Gameth. So I, I got up Masaner uh, Double Cross, the Japanese version of Generations Ultimate. Oh my God, I she's going to start up. playing GU? No, dude, no, right no, no, before no. <laughs> Rise, that's a terrible idea. So I, no, I, I let her use my save, so she went in there a little overpowered because it's just, you know. Yeah. And I set her up, and I was like, okay, now it's your time to go hunt Gameth. And so she hunted Gameth a few times, which was fun. And then she got, we got in a thing where she wanted me to show her like the older versions of the monsters, and we were laughing at how much of a, a wimp uh, Fatalis is, and you know, like once oh, you yeah. get used to the spectacle that world brought it to, it's kind of like. Then I showed her Ragey Bracky in Generation. She's like, "Oh my god, he's well so that boring. that's anticlimactic." She's like, "He just he just has zoomies. He just runs fast, like raging." He blows up. I remember Raging Brocky and GU. I really didn't like it. It was so boring. He's, he's just big. That's it. That's his whole thing. He's huge. He's huge and he well, runs that around. His, 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 stuff, his stuff will blow up like pretty fast. Like You got to watch when you hit him as his yeah. slime just sort of like auto blows up. But I mean, that's about it. it, it I so thought it was we, really boring. Him, him and Fatalis, I thought, were really boring fights in GU. Yeah, but it's interesting. She liked it and she's like, you know, it's a very, it feels very old. 
it feels very clunky in some ways, but she's like, it, it has its own allure. I'm like, oh, she's getting interested in Double Cross. So oh, I was like, you got let's. I was like, let's save ourselves for Rise now. But yeah, she, she took down like, Gamma, so I gave her the plush. Pull and, back. Just pull her back and, she's and like, be like, listen, when we're when we're tired of Rise, then we can go back and we can play GU. But first, first Rise, because yeah. it's coming right up and you don't want to burn out. You don't want to like start that, learning and I do not want to play that. I, you know, I love that game to death. I do, but I do not want to play that thing again. I played I, that game full four times. Four times. I'm not doing it again. That's too much for me. I want to play time, more. No way. I want to play more of GU for sure. Like right now, I'm just way too hyped for Rise's release, obviously. So I'm not going to touch GU in any serious capacity. But I'll eventually want to go back to GU. And I want to do something that I call Project Deviant, which means kill every single deviant of all of the things. But that's like a long-term thing. That's and, and a long-term thing. People were, were telling me to do that with uh, with my two friends that I played GU with. And I'm just like, listen, guys, I, I know that you think this is a good idea, me going in here and hunting every single deviant with my two friends. But after you see us do the same hunt three times in a row and then over the same hunt again three times in a row and then the same hunt again three times in a row. Times. It, no, no. But here's the thing, because we'd have to do it for each one of us to get the tickets because the, the ticket system in GU is really bad. So yeah. So if you want to burn out, like go yeah, ahead that, and try to get all your get every deviant set that will burn you the hell out yeah, that'll that, take you probably i don't know 400 hours i don't know it, it it's insane but the fact of the matter would be that we would even have to do it three times right because it'd be for me one for my one friend and one for my other friend oh my god and it would be crazy like it's not a fun You'd be thing Hunter to watch rank 999 by the time you finish yeah and, and and here's the thing people sometimes they're like you should totally do it and i'm like you don't understand. That is not a fun thing to look at. Okay, it's yeah, just not that's, fun. <laughs> that's, a, that's work. Yeah, that that's pretty much work. That that's what you'd be watching, like just three people repeating the same hunt three times over and over yeah. and over and over, until you burn the hell out. And I picked up a lug on B plus because yeah, I know it's going to be hard to find these things once the rise comes out and people realize how awesome Lagambi is. I know I can't. I think you're not a fan, but I love the monster. I'm not a fan because of, uh, you know, again, see, this is the problem with Deviants. I'm not a huge fan of Lagambi because we had to hunt Snow Baron into oblivion because my friend wanted to make his set to make an aerial you charge just, you just, set. You of just don't like Lagambi because you're a gun lancer and you can't move with gun lance and the monster requires you to move around. I can move just fine with gun lance. <laughs> thank you very much. Well, you then again, the, the, the blast, the blast dash was in GU. I forgot it about was that. In that was GU. Really, that was really fun. And it was not just blast dash. You got blast dash. You got absolute evasion. You got plenty of movement <gasps> oh, tools. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. So it's like you don't even have to worry about the slow sheathing enemy. Not just like yeah, freaking yeah. absolute evasion out of there. Boom, done. Good to go. That's true. So it's like you, you can Boom. move just fine with gunlance. That's not a problem. And and <laughs> and dude with um. With something that uh, Chaos Slayer showed in one of his uh, Rise videos, you can even move and Rise. The He's got this tech going where you do a charge shell and then you cancel the charge shell into a back hop. But you know, if you back hop with the gun lance or the lance, you know, you can get that extended you back, back hop yeah, if you, if you hold back. back. Yeah. So basically you go, you do that and then you go into charge shell again and you repeat the process and you can just, until you run out of stamina, just like long hop all the way. It's completely oh, insane. Wow. So there, there's a lot of tech uh, with, uh, with the rise gun lance. And this is just with the moveset that we had in the demo. 
which is freaking crazy. Because then we're also going to be getting Blast Dash, obviously. Ooh. So that's 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 what I've been playing. How about you? What have you been playing? Uh, have you been um, up to anything interesting or just I've, getting ready for Rise? I've played Final Fantasy fourteen because, uh, you know, I don't want to play a Monster Hunter game ahead of a Monster Hunter game coming out. I really want to go in yeah, yeah, yeah. fully fresh, uh, which is why we, when we talk about Magnamalo, I got something to say that uh, I think you'll find interesting. <laughs> but um, I've been playing Final Fantasy fourteen because for the next expansion, you're going to need to have yeah. uh, a certain number of classes if you want to do all of the quests. Uh, because there's like special quests at the end that only unlock if you have certain classes. And I've been working on getting myself a caster, and I fell in love with this class called the Red Mage, which is super fun. But yeah, I've been leveling that up, level right. it up to max level and whatnot, and it's been really fun learning how to how to play that class. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much all that I've been doing. That and online homeschooling, which luckily uh... schools are opening this week. Oh, they are okay. Yes, well, I don't schools know are a, opening this week. I don't know if that's a, a nervous congratulations or not, but I mean, we'll see. It's I don't like, know how they do it in the in the West, but like in Japan, schools have been open since last May, so they haven't been shut down. But they're very rigorous about the restrictions. Like they're not allowed to, you know, they always have the windows open. They all have to have masks on. They're not allowed to talk with masks off. The way they eat is very distant. It's very sterilized. It's like they, there's a lot of measures in place to make sure I mean, that they're it, doing what they can. It's like the thing is, uh, my kid is still. I mean, I guess you could. I I know that you could get my kid to wear a mask, but you probably some kids the age of my kid will not be disciplined enough because he's still mm. uh, only six years old, and there's some in his class that are probably going to be five. So they don't have uh, that discipline of wearing a mask and stuff, so they can't do it. Yeah. So what they do is they have uh, these things they call the protective bubbles. So uh, you only have students from a certain class together at any given time, so you don't mix and match students from different classes uh, to see. kind of like contain everything. And if everybody anybody gets sick, you always get a warning. Okay, this person is sick, so everybody goes home in this quarantine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they they have like a system in place to to keep the children as safe as possible. But ultimately, you know, you get to a point where we can't just put everyone's. You can only put someone's life on pause for so long. Like my kid no. is getting to to be really. He's getting behind on his studies, like I can tell. And I'm yeah. not a teacher, like I can help him, but I'm not good at teaching things of, of like academic value. Like I can teach you how to use a gun lens. I can teach people how to use <laughs> weapons. That, that has academic know? value. What are you talking about? Yeah, I'm just saying like I can't, I can't like teach my son numbers because like, my brain's already wired different and I, it's been a struggle to like try to get him to understand how numbers work and adding and subtracting and whatnot is like us. Nightmare. Yeah. Uh, well, good luck with that. That's, that's yeah. exciting in a way. I hope I hope that everything goes well. And I, just, but it's like my government is so incompetent that I can see them like at the drop of a dime, be like, oh, we got to close everything down again. Everything's bad. I mean, they were already saying it when mm. it, it, it's you can tell that a government is incompetent when they're saying, okay, listen, we're gonna we're gonna start opening things up again. But if we see that things aren't going right, we're going to close everything down again. I'm like, well, don't you have a plan? Like, is that your plan? Is you're going to feel it out, see if it works? Like, what do you mean? Like, get a plan in place oh, and execute man. it. Like, what the hell? 
<laughs> it's just you know it's it's crazy stuff. But well, anyway, well, I, fingers I, crossed for you that. Yeah, I I don't want to get people too depressed on on COVID. We should we should talk yeah, about yeah. more interesting things. So we had uh, something new happen, and it was interesting because in the last episode you said something along the lines of, oh, "Well." Me and Yuna, we're gonna kill Magnamalo. And I was like super excited because like, okay, then we're <laughs> we're also gonna hunt. It's gonna be a ton of fun. <laughs> yeah, so how, what what is it uh Mike Tyson said? Everyone got a plan to get punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> but uh I love what, that quote. F- first of all, what happened with you and Yuna? Because then you told me she changed her mind. So th- okay, so we this was a weird situation. So we got to a point where we wanted to hold off. Then we didn't want to hold off. Then we wanted to hold off. And we were going back and forth literally every other minute. And then I think we both decide, okay, we'll take we'll take a peek. We're not going to actually, you know, like maybe we'll do just one hunt against it. No matter if it goes well or if it goes bad, we'll just do one. Just to look at it and then that'll be it. And that lasted, I think, 35 seconds. 30 seconds maybe what the hell uh, she we both carded immediately and then she's just like okay i'm good i went back in there for the final card and i danced around with it for about five minutes and then i died and i'm like okay i'm good i think immediately we realized that it was tuned in a way that if we were going to beat it once it means that we've learned the hell out of the monster yeah it means that once once we get to the full game it's gone it's dead because yeah. they tuned it in a way that they don't want you to beat it so we we immediately recognized it and we said okay we're not doing this so we stopped. So but I, I've been having really I've been having fun watching everybody else get their butts kicked. <laughs> I I actually haven't watched uh, other people fight it. Uh, I've I've talked with uh, a friend of mine that was fighting it at the time, and uh, he was like, "Well, what do you mean you didn't beat it?" And it's like, "Well, I chose not to beat it." Now I'll, I'll explain that in a second. <laughs> I I ch- See, that's I, what me and her did. We chose not to beat it. Exactly <laughs> what we did. No, but we it's chose like, to get our butts handed to us. Um, my friend was was asking me for stuff, and I was like, "Listen, dude, if you really want to beat it, just pick up the long sword and helmbreaker him into death." Because everybody knows that for this demo, helmbreaker is completely broken, overpowered, and you know. Uh, you can, just... can 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 I say something about that? Yeah, sure. Did they fix it? Okay, you know that. <laughs> well, well, I call it a fix, but I don't think longsword users would call it. A fix. <laughs> they nerfed longsword. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. So, I, you know, like that, that, that gif of, I think it's like a sports announcer, like holding back, like giggles on, like, the, like, 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 <laughs> like <laughs> that's how I feel because longsword users enjoyed a very abusably overtuned helmbreaker for a greater portion of the demo, right? Yes. So, apparently, what happens in this one is they did try to tweak it. Oh, no. Where I thought they didn't touch, I, I thought they didn't touch it at all. But now it whiffs on most of the hits, just like it used to back in World, <laughs> where you do it and it goes ching, and then you see nothing. Then you get maybe one hit or two hits, like they're just what? lagging. What? Oh, poor longsword! <laughs> <laughs> you hear that? No, it's the it, world's smallest violin playing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <laughs> no, I'm actually, I'm actually sorry. Like I even made, I even made a video uh, with a little bit of a, a baity title we a joke. while back. Um, when I explained to people, like, look, I don't actually hate any weapon. This is just a meme in my community. I, I honestly just don't care. But I do play We're just the because I because I do find it funny. But yeah. uh, I, well, do, I, I mean, guess... obviously, I I, I hope to gog that they have that fixed for the yeah. final game. 
because uh, that's not fair, but that is kind of funny just because it was just way too strong in the first one, but now it seems like it's like weak, and that's just kind of funny. <laughs> it's pretty funny, but um, working out the kinks, you know, working them out. So the thing that the thing that happened with me was uh, I'm you know I was like I'm gonna make a video of me fighting Magnamalo, uh, my first hunt against Magnamalo, and World's I want to make sure. <laughs> no, it was not that short. <laughs> Uh, I want I want to make sure that um, you know I do it in a way that I don't burn out. So my thought was, I'll hunt him once, and just hunt once. him as in defeat or just face him. No, once? no, no, no. I'll face him once. I'll give myself okay, okay. one we, shot. That's what we're gonna do. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give myself one shot to beat Magnamalo, and if I don't beat him, then that's fine. I'll beat him in the final game. See now, later, because yeah. because they made the quest as challenging as they did. This is not one of those things that I like to do, right? I like to go in and smash my face against something until I eventually beat it. So what I'm going to do is when the game comes out, I'll play through the game. I'll do all of the content until I'm pleased. And then I'm going to go back to the demo. Uh, and I'm going to beat Magnamalo with the conditions that we had in the demo. But only okay. after I go into the game because I don't want to burn out so close to the release of Rise. I think it's... Yeah. For me, at least, I know that it's a really bad idea because I will just throw myself at it repeatedly until, like like I told you, I spent 13 hours or however much it was to get a, a solo kill that I was happy with with Alatreon. Like, yeah, I'll do the same do thing it. for Magnamalo in a friggin' demo, and I just don't think that's going to make me that happy. Like, it'll be great when I finally beat it, but then I get to the game and he's going to feel, like, you know, super mega easy, right? Because yeah. we all know that they tuned the, they overtuned this stuff kind of like the same way that they did for Nergigante and World and whatnot. And I just didn't yeah. want it to... Well, this to... time also, the timer is just brutal. The, that, that I think, is going to be the the killer for most people. Even if you learn how to dance around him and you don't get insta-killed, the timer's 15 minutes. It's just going to it's gonna be very tough. Yeah, it's, it, it's very tough. It requires you to play very aggressive the entirety of the time. Um, and uh, But, you know, it, it is something that I enjoy doing and I eventually do want to go do it. But ultimately, yeah. the way that that particular hunt went with me was I realized that he was dealing a ton of damage. And so I fought him <laughs> for a while. I carded once. I don't remember exactly why, but uh, I started the fight by... I wanted to start the fight by going with Rathian towards him, but <laughs> here's what happened. Like, I've done this a bunch of times because I, I would used to do this to kind of like practice Mizu. So my opening would be run to Rathian, Mount Rathian and then go to Mizu and beat the crap out of Mizu with Rathian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this time I run to Rathian, do everything like I used to do in the Mizu days, but I jump out of my out of my doggo, you know, do my aerial burst on on Rathian, and then I come down, block her roar because I know she's gonna roar, and I'm like, okay, and now you're gonna yeah. fly up, and then once you fly up, you're gonna do your tailspin, and then I'm gonna be able to counter that with the hail cutter and instantly be able to mount you. You know what she does? She roars and leaves. And I was like, what the <laughs> hell is that? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> and, and the worst part is that I was, uh, I was calling what she was going to do next. So I'm like, okay, you roar, now fly. And she flies, but she flies away. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? I was like, well, screw it. So I go and I, I start attacking him. And, you know, I had, um, I actually, I think I did pretty well for my first time. I think I did all right. So I fought him for a while. I carded. And then I went back and uh, Rathian was actually coming down the path. So I'm like, okay, this time I pick up Rathian. I go there. I yeah. wail on him a little bit with Rathian. 
Uh, then I fought him a little bit more, and then he carded me with something else. And then here's the best part. The final card is always the best. So here's what happens. Oh, yeah. I'm fighting him. And he does the thing, you know, one of those moves where the camera zooms out. And I'm like, okay, here comes the big one. This one's going to be big. So I'm like, I see an explosion coming, like, um, almost like Teostra Dust. He does yeah, something yeah, yeah. that's almost like Teostra Dust with his Hellfire. And then the Hellfire explodes, but I was out of range. So I'm like, okay, so I'm cool. And then I see him wind up his tail, and I'm like, oh, no. Whee! Here it comes. I am full health. I could. There's Don't video matter. evidence. There's video evidence that Don't I was matter. full health. Here comes his tail, and I'm like, guard edge. Frame perfect guard edge. One shot. I was like, what? Goodbye. What do you mean? I guess it's unblockable. I guess you'd need guard up if you want to block that one. But it just like straight up Rip. took everything away from me. And I was like, oh, damn, dude. I was full health I'll and bet. everything. I'm just sitting there in the video going like, but, 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 but I was full health. What do you mean? <laughs> See, I got I got one okay, shot fine. for my, my final cart. And I've seen a lot of people in the comment section of that video going like, oh, he's playing it offline right now, 100% guaranteed. No. If I was playing it, why would I do it offline? I would live stream it. Why the why the hell oh, would yeah. I do it offline? That'd be dumb. <laughs> like that would be a lot of really good content that you guys would be missing out on of me suffering, which you love so much. So no, I haven't touched it since. I a hundred percent. I gotta say, I do, I, I do like how Hellfire was handled. I didn't even get to understand exactly what it did because oh, okay. I just I, I mean, just we, did we can my skip that thing. Then. So you, I I just did so my thing and I. You didn't watch anybody else's uh but it seemed like it was blast and base it was yeah, it's, basically kind of like blast, blast with one little gimmick that's it which is nice because we all know how blast works yeah so the gimmick is basically if you get hellfire blight and it, you're on fire you can evade you know several times to get rid of it just like normal or you can use a deodorant it's the yeah. same as blast or you can use wire dash which is that forward uh wire bug move that you do when your weapons put away mm-hmm and it will drop the fire on the ground where you dash. And it acts just like a sticky ammo from a light bow gun. So if a monster then hits that hellfire, it's like a little bomb that does 50 damage against them. Oh. So you can actually turn it to your advantage. And I think it's a guaranteed stagger only on the first time that they hit it. So if you get blast bite and you do a wire dash, Magnamalo will stagger if you if he hits it. Is it only, only is it only wire dash and does it drop it on your destination or where you started the wire dash? Uh, where you started the wire dash, okay. so you can aim and know exactly where you want to leave it. And even I saw a clip of someone doing the um, recall insect with the insect leave. It probably counts as an evasive move because it dropped it as well. Hmm. So you can drop the hellfire as a monster's coming at you. They get hit by it and you get to escape. It's pretty can you, cool. Can you use the other silkbind moves or only wire dash? I believe it's only wire dash or anything that might be evasive. Um, there, well, we'll, we'll have to test guard, it in the full guard game. Guard edge but. is evasive. <laughs> <laughs> I put my shield up to block. That should work. No, I don't. I don't think that it'd be works interesting. Yeah, but it's 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 not radically different. It's just blast with a twist, which I like. Mm. It, it it is interesting. I I did think that um, the fight was really cool because you know I got to see just enough of the monster that I wouldn't get completely tired of it by the time I eventually yeah. face off against him and rise. Um, 
and you know it was just it was just a taste you get a taste and then eventually i'll yeah. go back there and i'll do the thing because i like the challenging difficulty things yeah but I also my don't early i guess sneak peek impressions is that he looks like he's gonna be a really good monster because he's from fast. what i could tell him his moves her her his moves were really well telegraphed uh, which means that he's learnable very learnable yeah um and predictable but he's also very fast powerful and chunky and he behaves differently than a Zenogre, which I think some people were afraid. Is he just a Zenogre clone? No, he's his own yeah. his own monster. That, um, so I'm quite excited. That was another thing that came up. Uh, some people were were asking me in my video, uh, "You trapped him," because they thought that he was an Elder Dragon. He's I gotta be honest. Dragon, no. I gotta be honest. At the time that I put down that trap, I wasn't even thinking about that. I probably tried trapping Nergigante as well back in the world demo, like. <laughs> <laughs> but but I was thinking about it later, and I was like, "But wait, he's not. An, he's a fanged wyvern, so it's fine. Yeah, you can trap him." Yep. But but people were surprised that I thought of trapping him. Like, "Oh, Rurikan, he knows this." It's like, "No, guys, I was, <laughs> I was just like, uh, I just... was gonna trap him." <laughs> if he was an elder <laughs> dragon, I would have done the exact same thing, and then it'd be like, "Oh, wait, it doesn't work." <laughs> yeah. But but that was cool. And I know a lot of people like myself are waiting to, and you as well, like waiting to really face him until the yeah. full game. Because it's just, gosh, it's only like a week and a half from now. We're so we're so, so friggin' close. We're just so friggin' close that there's just no reason for you to burn yourself out uh, exactly. on the quest. I mean, I don't uh, think you have congrats to... Congrats to everybody who beat it, though. Like, yeah, 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 super yeah. impressed. Yeah. Uh, it's like a victory is a victory. And it doesn't matter how many hours you spent on it. If you kill it on your first try, it's like... It's a challenging encounter. Um, I am curious, though. You don't get anything special for beating Magnamala, right? You just get like an uh, no. You don't get anything. You don't get anything. So don't worry. Yeah, you, yeah, you so get like worry. a thing if, of if items just for having the save file, right? So you yeah. just have to have done like one hunt. You don't even have to have beaten anything. I don't think because your save yeah, file yeah. keeps track of the number of tries and stuff. Yeah. So. That, that's it, guys. Which is if, good. I like that. Yeah, if 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 you just want to get the item pack or whatever, just go kill uh, Great Azuchi. Great Azuchi is your... Or just do the tutorial for the Wyvern writing, I guess. Uh, no, I don't think that one... The, I don't think that one counts because count. that one does not use tries, so I don't know if that one counts. Uh, the tutorials didn't use tries, which was good. It was, it was actually pretty cool because... I remember when I saw that the number of tries and I was like, wait, I'm going to have to waste two of these tries doing tutorials. Like what? <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was Magnamalo. And I know that there's a lot of people still out there running Magnamalo. All the best of luck to you. If you want to beat him, uh, just remember to have fun along the way, which takes us into the, into the video that I actually released earlier today. Uh, maybe by the time this podcast is, is that it's going to be yesterday or something, but it was, uh, it's a topic that I, that I find very important to me, not just about monster hunter, but about a lot of video games. And that is, uh, taking your time with the game. I find, I found that in the past decade and this, this comment really shows my age, but I found that the gaming community as a whole has this tendency to, to rush to end game, to go for the meta stuff and like really just, oh, I want the most powerful thing as fast as I can possibly get it and boom, 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 go, go, go. And that's cool if that is the way that you enjoy a video game. But I, I constantly feel that some people do this out of a sense of peer pressure. Like they see other people doing it, going 
for the end game and doing the end game stuff and they just kind of like want to jump in there and do the same regardless of the fact that sometimes they might not enjoy it like what's your take on this so i blame netflix for all of this whoa <laughs> netflix yeah i was gonna say the content binging right it's an yeah. actual thing like binge culture is a very much a thing but and there are some very fun points to it and there's some very it's but it's also it should be it's a meta way to enjoy your content and some people love that some people have got a catalog they got stuff to do they like to blitz it they like to get through it that's great but i think like you were saying it's a it's not a necessarily a healthy tendency to have it may not be the most optimal way to get enjoyment out of it it's like chugging wine right i always call it like drinking fine wine yeah you know you can buy a nice bottle of wine but if you're just going to chug it like it's fruit juice you're kind of you're was that really the purpose. best way to enjoy it you yeah. know it's um, like and I, you know, also i think starvation i would call it starvation in the fact of we're so hungry for these this content yes that we literally get ourselves so hyped up especially with the way the current social media is and just how much we interact and we talk about it we're so hyped for this stuff that when it comes out we're like we're like a starved animal we're just you know and scarfing <laughs> it down but you got to you got to stop and take a breather because you you end up like you were saying like especially with monster hunter right like once you get past low rank you don't go back to low rank later you just yeah. don't it's just the way that the game is, is is systemed out right you don't get to go back and enjoy that content it's gone so you now have high rank to enjoy which is great but taking your time is actually really fun for a lot of people i think and i think it's it's worth keeping in mind um yeah just you you're only ever going to get to do this once in your life you're only ever going to be lo low rank in monster rise once yeah. So whether you want to just get into the high rank and enjoy it for 2,000 hours, go for it. But if you're not sure, then just take your time. And I think uh, I think it's a good way to approach it. Um, I'm the same way, honestly. I, I think I told you last time on the podcast, my post-mortem of Monster Hunter World was half feelings of regret. Uh, and I talked about this in my video about why I'm not going to be playing it early because I was just so focused on getting through the game. Um, that I realized I didn't truly enjoy all the offerings that low rank had to offer, and uh, I don't want to do that again. So I'm not going to purposely drag my feet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I'm, but I'm, but I'm going to enjoy it. So it's like I think there's, um, there's, there's something there that I, that I wanted to talk about that you said specifically. I'm not against binging it, right? Because like it. it Everyone enjoys something at, at their own pace and whatnot. It, it's not the binging aspect. The, the the thing that I'm bringing up specifically is the beelining aspect. It's like, oh, yeah. figure out which ones are the key quests. Boom, get out of low rank as fast as I possibly can. Boom, go through high rank to the highest stars as fast as I can possibly can. All yeah. of the key quests, boom, 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 boom. Skip everything else. These boring gathering quests and slaying quests and whatnot. Just boom, 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 boom. Bam, done. I'm now at the top of the game and... 30 hours i'm here boom and then then you look back yeah. and you're like oh i the game doesn't have any content this game's dead that's that's usually what <laughs> well, happens well, you know like <laughs> monster Hunter for ultimate for example when i got the english version of the game i had already played the japanese one to death so i beelined it and we got all the way to gagmazios and beat him in i want to say 21 hours that's all it took 
So you can beeline these games really fast if you wanted to. I don't recommend it. Yeah. Um, and like you said, there's always going to be that funny subset of people who will beeline it and then be like, critical path only, and then they're like, this game doesn't have much of an end game. There's not a lot to do. It's like, it's not that type of game. Like, I remember... Like, don't complain if you're going to beeline it, you know? I, I, I definitely remember, and it always killed me whenever I saw one of these comments in my, in my comments, like someone going like, I don't know, one, two months after World was out, they'd be like, game's dead. There's no content. <laughs> and I'm just like, dude! It's probably one of the same people that was like ragging on me for taking like 200 yeah. hours to... To, to get, I, I think at 200 hours, I, I hadn't even uh, beaten Zeno because I was like, dude, I'm, I'm enjoying it so much. Like, yeah. why would I want to rush it? Like, just take my sweet time, do this set, do that set, do this thing, do that thing. I'd be exploring and trying to do all kinds of different stuff. And people are like, why? Why'd you take 200 hours? There's no way you're stretching out. I'm not stretching out anything. I'm, I'm enjoying it at my own pace. And that's also, just like, one recommendation. I just, I, my fear is that someone got into the Monster Hunter with Iceborne and they don't realize there's a difference between base game and DLC. Yeah. Like the amount of expansion, it's, it's literally the same length of the game. So if you played Iceborne, Monster Hunter World base was half of that, if not less. Um, these are not the games you want to rush through unless that's your way of enjoying the game. There's not going to be it's it's not, I'm not going to say it's light on content because it's not. Um, of course, with Monster Hunter, if you only play one weapon and you only do one thing, then yeah, it's going to be you're you're cutting the content down by fourteen, right? Like one out of fourteen. So I don't know. I would say definitely take your time with this one because we we want this one to last. Yeah, because um, this needs to last us until Rise Ultimate comes out. <laughs> yeah, we, we we got we got like I don't know a year. Probably and no, they have not confirmed they're doing an ultimate, but I yeah, have yeah, to assume yeah. that they I are. Mean, it's um, it's assuming assuming like you know that the success that they've had in Monster Hunter World and Iceborne and all of that stuff, uh, I I think that this one's also going to be very successful because just of the success of the Switch in general and oh, Nintendo yeah. themselves are constantly doing marketing pushes uh for the game and having it on its directs and whatnot. So all of that stuff is going to be pushing a lot of sales, and I think it's going to sell well enough, more than well enough, to have an ultimate version. And that is going to be the version that is going to bring us more content, more yeah. in-game stuff, more crazy stuff. This one is just high rank, uh, I mean low rank and high rank, and whatever rampages yeah. are considered to be. That's like your thing. So my goal, I think, is just basically I would like to get to the end of... I know I'll get it pretty fast, but I, I as long as I get through the main story and high rank by July uh, for stories, then I'm, yep. I'm going to feel good. And yep. then and then I think I'm actually going to take a full-ass a full ass break from Rise and like say, okay, I'm going to put a pause on this because I want to go head deep into stories too. Oh I'm God, so excited I'm so for that. I'm so hyped for stories too as well. We've talked about it. I, so what I I'm hoping I made a video uh, recently in the channel, which was one of the, the first times that I talked about stories too outside of the podcast. And I'm just like, you guys don't understand. I'm so ready to just dive into this game. Like I don't even care if I'm making content or not making content. I'm playing rise, uh, rise to oh, yeah. <laughs> stories. So, too. <laughs> that too. <laughs> Yeah, so what I'm hoping is that, like, and I'm assuming is, like, we'll have the game, 
we'll play it. We'll get our first update end of April. That's going to invigorate everybody, even those who have gotten to the end. That will give us stuff to chew on until July. Take a break. Play Stories 2. I'm going to probably say two months. July, August. Um, and then like maybe September-ish, maybe they'll have another DLC for Rise around then. That would be nice. And then we just go crazy for the rest of the year. Like that would, to me, is like an ideal situation. I don't know if they plan on doing any DLC for Stories 2. I, I would have no clue. But uh, I got a lot of gameplay out of Stories 1. So, I mean, that's an easy you know, 100 to 150 hours probably. I'm super curious to see how the co-op works because it, it's it's just feels so right them bringing co-op. I think it's going to be limited. You think it's going to be, limit? be limited? Yeah, that's where my expectations are. Only because they're calling them specifically co-op dungeons. I don't know if that means they're going to be able to run around the main world together, and there's an actual mode for it. I don't. I have no. I my I always assume the least, just so that I'm not disappointed. I don't know, because um, like um, you know, Monster Hunter has co-op pretty much in its DNA. It's a core aspect of the traditional series. So I'm just excited to see what they do with it in stories too, and then. Good God! If like stories up, one, we 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 had the arena, and that was it. That was the only uh, multiplayer stuff. We we had actual PvP, hmm. uh, which was really fun. Actually, I did a, I still remember doing a, a live stream, me versus uh, a friend, um, doing some stuff. That was really fun. But uh, I, I, it's just it's such a story heavy game. I do not think that it's going to be like, I would not have high expectations for the amount of co op. Yeah. Just the fact that it's there though is really cool. I mean, just the fact that these trailers are basically like story trailers, essentially, is what we've been getting. <laughs> mm. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm just super pumped about uh, both of these games, and I'm super. It, it's like it's a special year that we get two new Monster Hunter games because I think at one point uh, it was during World that GU came out as well, right? It was in the same year. Yeah. GU came out in 2018 yeah, for the, for the West, as well. Yeah. But it's like, that one was a game that already existed. These are two brand new games brand in new the game. same year for Monster Hunter, which I it's just... It's kind of crazy. It is pretty friggin' wild. So... Yeah, just by, by that time, Monster Hunter 6 or whatever on PC, Xbox, PS5, it's gonna be sweet. But you know what? I can wait. Give me, give me some Rise. Give me some Stories 2. Give me some Rise Ultimate. I'll be a happy man. I've never been this hyped for a Monster Hunter game, probably ever. It's it's ridiculous. There, there is just I know I know something. I'm not I know I'm not making tons of videos and going crazy about it, but inside I'm like I'm I'm losing my shit. There I I do think that there is something really special of, about Rise, something that wasn't present in previous Monster Hunters. I I do get that feeling. Like there's just something here that is definitely <laughs> different from stuff that we've seen before it's I'm weird sorry, i just for some reason the way that you put it i just literally heard in my head the that song for beating the beast there's something there that wasn't there before <laughs> <laughs> like i mean like she's fallen in love with beast or something like. <laughs> i mean well this game is gonna be a beast so you know it is what well, it is. <laughs> <laughs> there's something there that wasn't there before <laughs> so um while while we're while we're on this, uh, I figured we might as well talk about a very important topic. We have a lot of characters uh, in Kimura. Yes. Which one's your waifu? <laughs> the most important question, of course. Exactly. Which which one of these characters is your waifu? This is very important. 
not knowing the characters yet, because this obviously can change once we once we get to know them all. But if we're just judging upon what we know now, it it I'm gonna have to put in with Minoto. Uh, there's there's a close second, but I I just I need to play the game first. But uh, how about you? I am going for Ron Dean. Wow, not that's that the close second. <laughs> not, not that any of this matters, by the way, because you guys are like, oh, "What's this is persona?" Now you guys are gonna like get romantic. I don't think that's going to be a thing. <laughs> but if it is, no. Ron Dean's mine. So, is, you, so you all stay the hell away from Ron Dean, okay? <laughs> so, so listen, let me tell you about Ron Dean. I did a Twitter post about Ron Dean because I got really invested, okay? I got really invested, and let me tell you why. It was this screenshot, no, it wasn't a screenshot. It was in the Japanese video that they released. Remember that you kept telling me about, uh, oh, there's a full uh, rampage yeah, yeah. hunt in there Good and whatnot? Build. Yeah. And so I was looking through the footage that came before that, and I noticed that in one of the shots that they showed Ron Dean, there was a musical instrument in the table that uh in the table behind her and i looked at that instrument and i'm just like thing looks like a goddamn portuguese guitar because we have (laughs) we have a special in portugal we have this guitar it's a traditional instrument that we have it's different the shape of it is different from a regular guitar I'm like, that looks like a Portuguese guitar. So I Google it and I start, I started going on this deep rabbit hole, just looking at all of these different musical instruments, trying to find the one that looked the most like the instrument that she had next to her table. And I came across it and it is a mandolin. At least that's the closest thing that I could find uh, that resembled the instrument that was in that footage. And I do think it is an old mandolin. Now, another very interesting bit of information about Rondine. The ship she travels in is a Discovery Age Portuguese caravel. It's not an exact replica, but you can clearly tell that it was inspired by the Portuguese caravel. And by the way, for those of you that are still not aware, because I know I sound American, I'm Portuguese, okay? We used to be a pretty big deal back in the day, okay? We used to be the kings of the seas. We were the explorers. Like, we would go out to sea and trade with people from all over the world. We were a well, superpower. Specific, specifically Japan. We would also specifically go out and trade with Japan, Japan, yeah. But not just Japan. There was, like, a bunch of places that we would go to, right? So this is, like, in my blood, in my DNA, my ancestors, dude. So I'm looking at her boat and I'm like, dude, she's got a Portuguese caravel. She's got a mandolin. So first things first, she's 100% European. Okay. I mean, not the character herself, but like the inspiration of that character is 100% European. Now, the thing is her facial structure does not really gives me, does not give me vibes of Portuguese. Her facial structure gives me different vibes. And... If you then dig deeper into the whole mandolin thing, mandolin is an instrument that was uh, basically the biggest place where they kind of like evolved mandolin in Europe was Italy and Germany. And I get very strong Italian vibes from Rondine. So I think Mm. Rondine is inspired by Italian and she travels in a Portuguese caravel. And that was enough for me to just like, I love this character. She's friggin' awesome. She's my waifu. I don't care. It is what it is. 
in, in Moss and Rise, Ron Dean is off limits to everybody else. Sorry, guys. It is what it is. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, her name is uh, Rondine is her name in Japanese. Rondine? Yeah, it's, it's ne at the end. Rondine. It's... She... she I love the way she talks in Japanese. It's it's sexy. It's it, I like it. It's I'm, not girlish at all. It's like it's like you would expect from like a captain of a ship. Like she's she seems like a woman who takes lead. Um, I, I it's, it's it's just an interesting character. I can't wait to to meet her in the game. Yeah, I was I was. I very... just hope me Mino- I hope Minoto's not overshadowed by her sister. That would kind of suck. Um, like if Hinoe or Hino Hinoa in English. Sorry, if she takes the the. Like the spotlight, then uh, that'll be unfortunate. Hopefully not. Um, but uh, Ron, Ron Dean, I, I was a little bit disappointed with the fact that she sounds British in the game. I was like, oh, come on, man. She's clearly got the, the Italian thing going yeah. on, the Portuguese thing going on, and you're going to give her a British accent? Come on, dude. What are you doing? That's not to diss the British accents because I yeah, mean, we yeah. have to, like, I guess. It's 2021. We have to now put warnings on everything, but yeah. like to state intentions here. But it would have been nice if she had a Portuguese or Italian accent. I agree. Yeah, or or even then French. She would have I been... could I could see her being French as well. Ooh, that would be nice. Yeah, we all we all love French accents. <laughs> 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 accents in general. What I really like about French though is. And you know this this rings true with every language though is I love listening to how different languages sound when they're spoken on the news channels versus like talk shows. Um, it's so different. Um, so like even with French, like the it, the way it sounds when like a, a newscaster is talking French, I love it. It's there's something about it. I I loved um, in in the Matrix when the what was his name? The Merovingian starts cursing in French and he's like, it's like wiping your ass with silk. He's <laughs> like, I, it's, such, it's such a good language to curse in. And then he just spews out a bunch of friggin' uh, curses in, in French, uh, which I could say, oh, but I'm so not funny. going to because algorithm reasons and whatnot. But uh, yeah, it's, it, it, it was, and then he's just like, it's like wiping your ass with silk. And I was like, he's so right, though. He's, he's so 100% right. It's so refined. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a good, interesting. I love the characters. They're, they're great. <laughs> it is It is pretty pretty cool. <laughs> so uh, you wanted to bring up uh, a bit of a tougher subject uh, as well. Yeah. I just want to bring it up because I want our listeners to know. I just want them to be aware because I think it's yeah. important to call out and I don't want to start a huge discussion about what, okay. So I'll just come on and say, so I'll start I don't a know huge the discussion details. about that. Cause I don't give a crap. Okay. So like <laughs> what apparently happened is just so you guys know, the bottom line here is be careful online. Cause there are spoilers and leaks already out for yeah. Monster Rise. And if that really bothers you, like if you really don't want to be spoiled, it might be a good time to start tuning off online because I don't know how much the idiots will let that stuff spread. Hopefully not much. Um, but I just it seems like, and I don't know the truth behind any of this, but from what I can gather, apparently Amazon may have accidentally shipped out a bunch of copies. I don't know what country. Uh, may have shipped out the game early. Um, again, that's as far as I've read. It could be that someone just 
stole it. I don't know what happened. But it seems like copies of the game are somehow out there. Now, I kind of expect that, you know, normally a game will, like, retailers have to get the copy. You know, the world's a big place, right? So in order to get physical copies in every store for launch day, generally what that means is that a lot of retailers will start getting copies about one week before the game comes out. So every major game you can expect that some retailers are going to cheat. They're going to sell it to their friends. They're going to go home and take it and play it. There's going to be some places that let people get their hands on it about a week before the game comes out. That's with every game. Yeah. Um, but it seems to have already started um, with Rise, which is unfortunate, obviously, because if you get the game early, like for whatever reason, hopefully legal reasons, and it just was a thing, like it accidentally shipped to you or your, or something, like good for you. Like play, play it, enjoy it. That's on your own time. Like don't go online then and start like, sharing pictures of final bosses and stuff, trying to get your 15 minutes of, I'll say it, fucking fame. Like, it really pisses me off. Um, don't do that, because it's just, it's just, ah, uh, it's so mean-spirited, in my opinion. People just want their little bit of glory, so they're going to go ahead and put something online in which someone may not have wanted to see that, has now seen it. Um, so I guess it was the game economist of all, I don't even want, know who they are. I guess it's a magazine or YouTube channel, but... Not Apparently, this their Discord is where this started. Oh man! Um, so apparently, there's pictures of the last boss, or at least what people are calling the last boss, something that's not announced. So there's pictures of of monsters and some armor sets and skills and stuff we don't want to see already floating around online. So I just warn you because there's some real mean people who, instead of just sharing it within their little community of friends, decide they want to go ahead and plaster it as a thumbnail on some video or or tweet it just because they love getting the reaction out of people who are upset by seeing it. And it's, it's an unfortunate dirty side of human beings that they do this. So I just wanted to warn everybody, like I already told my discord, I was like, we have a, there may be some discords where that's cool. It's not in mine. We don't talk about that stuff. It's an Insta ban anywhere on my platforms. I don't want to see it. And I just wanted to warn everybody that that's out there because some people do like to just sort of like go offline when that stuff starts and say, okay, you know what? I'm going offline for a week or so until the game comes out. See you. And if, if that's the case, if you follow me or Rurikon, I think if, if that's something you want to do, like I understand and I'll see you when you come back, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but I wanted to warn you guys because it's, it's just something unfortunate and it just pisses me off that this happens with every major game, not just monster hunter, but every game out there. And it's just like, Oh, it's like I I have a tendency to always go out of my way to try and avoid spoilers as much as possible. Like in the past, whenever it came to even talking about certain Souls games, I would, you know, finish the entirety of the game and then come back, create like a new character and just work my way through some of the very first levels while I talk about the game to just have gameplay footage in the background uh, for instance, for Demon Souls, I did this. Uh, I finished the whole game. I live streamed the whole thing. But then, for the to have a spoiler-free review, I would just run around in the first level to make sure that people would not get spoiled. In the thumbnails, I no. would not show bosses. Like this is something that I've been doing for a while. So I can tell you guys right now, we will only discuss stuff that is officially announced by the Monster Hunter team. We will not, you know, get into this. Um, data mining and you know leaks and all of this stuff if yeah. if someone likes to, to watch that information then sure go for it but it would be very appreciated if you would avoid sharing it because that just kind of sucks for people that don't want to see that information i i still remember one of the things that 
really annoyed me during uh, when I was live streaming Iceborne was someone just came into my stream and they probably didn't even mean to do this, but it, it oh my God, it, it hurt me. They were just like, hey, did he fight silver and gold yet? And I was like, well, okay then. <sighs> I guess those are in the game because I was not aware. And it, it's just one of those things. I like to know as least as, as possible. Uh, so yeah. like, I just know the absolute essential that I have to know in order to create content, the stuff that is officially announced. And I don't look for anything else outside of that specifically to maintain that, you know, that integrity of being surprised where the developers wanted you to be surprised. It always annoys me when those types of things get spoiled. So yeah. be warned that also like on on the videos and stuff, we're going to be heavily moderating stuff. So any comments with spoilers, I'm just going to you're, you're banned to the shadow realm forever. There's no appeals whatsoever. Same thing for discord. Same thing for Twitter. Same thing for everything that I'm at. Anything that I see of you just publishing leaks and stuff ahead of the game release. It's like it's gone. Gone forever from my yeah. life. So I guess to echo like what you do with Souls, what I normally do um, for Monster Hunter games is uh, in any review or early videos that I do, I make sure, I do the same thing. I make sure never to feature gameplay clips with monsters that are not publicly announced. Yeah, I think if it's a publicly announced monster and if that bothers you, like I didn't want to see it, then you probably just don't want to watch videos in general, yeah. probably. <clears throat> so like um, one of the things I was really hardcore about was the last boss. For um, what was it? Uh, well, for World or Iceborne, I gave myself. This is probably a little extreme, but half a year, I never mentioned Ishvalda. Is that the name in English? No, no, no. Uh, if you're talking about World, it was Zeno. Zeno, yeah. So I never. I don't think I ever talked about mentioned <laughs> Zeno ever on my channel ever. It's it's funny then, because they they had those uh, events, and I used to do a, a weekly thing where I would tell people all of the events that were happening and yeah. i think it was a couple of months after the game was out there was an event about xeno and i was like and then there's this event to get materials from the final boss and the footage would be like all blurred <laughs> out so you couldn't see what it was <laughs> so, so i just have like footage from xeno there but it was fully blurred out and you couldn't tell what it was yeah so, yeah, so I, I don't I know where i'm gonna too. put i'm i'll have to wait and see but I, I don't know where i'm gonna put that line but i will never talk about unannounced monsters at least for several months um until capcom starts talking about them themselves and especially the last boss i don't talk about that stuff um you know i i miss out on some views sure but you know what people like that safety and and so i provide that um so hopefully uh it's like know, we'll see how it goes i think end of april when they do their first update i'll have to see about how much they're going to start being public about the stuff the content in the game um and the, then just sort of pull everybody and get a consensus on what to do the only place where in, in my channel where you could potentially get spoiled is if you were watching the gameplay live streams but if you would want to get spoiled, yeah, yeah. You, shouldn't, you shouldn't be watching those to begin <laughs> with so exactly yeah. But uh, yeah, th this kind of stuff just really sucks uh, in general. I, I really don't, I just don't like to see the, the stuff just like plastered all over YouTube the, the second the game is out. I remember with, with Sekiro, the second the game was out, there was already 
tutorials for the final boss, revealing who the final boss was, who is actually yeah. a character that the- you meet midway through the game. And I was just like, what the hell, dude? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> putting it in the thing that upsets me is putting it in the thumbnail like yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff is really addictive Just straight up in the thumbnail with his name and everything and big because youtube letters. will recommend that crap to you you know and oh, so yeah. you can't well don't click on it well i didn't even have the choice at that point it's yeah like, don't do that the, the, the only choice is just not even come to youtube just completely shut off from social media but yeah just be aware that the information is probably out there. Uh, so if you want to maintain yeah. your own uh, experience and stuff like that, then I mean, yeah, we're, be careful we are fortunate that Monster Hunter is a game in which even though when we know the stuff, it's still fun to keep playing the game. I can't imagine how frustrating it is for like story based games and people who, who've been waiting years. For, it must be really bad for them. Yeah. Like at that point, you just go offline, I guess is the only thing you can do. It, it it really does suck. I've there's 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 no easy way around that stuff. I guess it's I don't know. I I just don't I don't like it, and it annoys me that it continuously happens. I have nothing against people that want to do data mine or analyze the leaks or whatever, but just try to be respectful of people that will get exposed to this stuff yeah keep it to yourself or your your circle that does that kind of stuff because it's just not uh it's not cool to do so i don't know it's it's not a good it's not a happy subject but i wanted to put it out there um because it's just something that is happening unfortunately but uh you know uh, all i say is if for any reason you were accidentally spoiled from something from somebody just take solace in knowing that the game will still be just as fun and hopefully you know it won't have ruined it for you, but uh, we're in this together, guys. <laughs> Hang in there. We'll watch there, each other's hunters. backs. <laughs> Hang in there. It's dangerous times. <laughs> and um, speaking of uh, of other hunters and content creation, well, we haven't really talked that much about content creation, but <laughs> speaking of other hunters, <laughs> you wanted to give uh, a couple of shout outs, so uh, the floor is yours. Yeah, I've, I've been, thank you. Yeah, I've been really enjoying, uh, I always enjoy watching other people's stuff. But I was just saying, like, recently, one of the fun things I've been looking forward to is, and I know a lot of people in the comments talk about Hey Jay. Uh, Hey Jay is the guy who, he had a video saying, you know, like, I don't, Monster Hunter isn't for me, and I I don't like this game. But he was, like, super, uh, not not respectful is the wrong word. He was... Polite? Not even polite. um, Very logical and and very, uh, what's the right word in English? Um... Hmm. Uh, English fails me. I'm sorry, but he was very the way say, that he phrased say it, it in was Japanese. Very, just out of curiosity, <laughs> no. I, I'm just gonna go for it. I'm now I'm getting myself tangled up in, in languages in my head. But he was his video was good. Okay, like he he made very interesting points. It was great to hear the perspective. He was he was positive, and then he, the community showered him with with positivity. Oh, don't let it get you down. Try this. Try that. So he went back and he started playing it. And now it's clicked for him. Now he's playing Monster Hunter World, where it was originally the Rise demo that didn't click for him. And he's doing really good. Like, he just beat his first Devil Joe on his first attempt. So, like, he's he's bona fide hunter. Like what's, what's his he's, main he's, weapon? He's in. Switch axe. Okay, okay. That's that's acceptable. <laughs> You're <waiting laughs> <for the bow. laughs> I was waiting if he was gonna go like bow or longsword, and I'm gonna be like, man, screw that guy. I think I think he I think he does like longsword, but he's been playing God Switch damn it. for God damn it, hey, the Jay. great majority of the game. 
How dare you? <laughs> How dare you He's like joking. longsword? <laughs> but uh, no, and it's he he has like he he streams it, so I've seen a few of his streams, and they're really fun. And he does these journals where he does like a ten minute video journaling his one he does like one or two play sessions a week that's it and he journals it and goes through okay here's what i did here's my thoughts and the format he does it is so interesting and fun to listen to it actually gives me ideas of maybe of what i want to do with rise maybe mm-hmm. me doing a journal like me and yuna did this this week and here's what we did and here's my thoughts like it's just really well done so uh i know people are like get him on the channel get him as a guest or whatever but i'm like don't suffocate him, guys. Like, yeah. you know, he's a new hunter. He's getting into it. He hasn't finished World yet. Let him I've, enjoy it. Like, don't I've, suffocate I've had, him. I've had requests like that as well, guys. It's not that we don't listen. We listen. And we do want to eventually uh, extend the invite to Hey Jay, but we want to make sure that he takes his time so that we don't have to, like, dance around specific subjects in order to prevent spoiling him. So that's one of the main reasons why we haven't brought him in yet, because me and Gaijin have talked about that uh, quite a few times. I actually need to check out some of his content. I just haven't had a whole lot of time with the whole homeschooling thing and whatnot. I have almost zero time to look at YouTube. I mean, I, I even yeah, have... I, I um, legitimately really enjoy his stuff. Even his non-Monster Hunter stuff, I really enjoy. It's, uh, it's, it's an incredibly rare, I think, these days to find someone who could be critical about something, not in an objective way, because I hate the word objective. There's no such thing when it comes to reviewing content as objectively. He's, it's 100% subjective, but I, I like his approach. It's very interesting. He has a very good balance of pointing out, this is cool, but I don't like it because of this, or you know, like that might be cool because of that. And like, uh, I he's, find he's it, just a fun listen. I find it interesting whenever people bring up the word unbiased, because I don't believe that is a thing. <laughs> Like I, I, I always, I always tell people like, listen, birth. everyone is biased towards something. Nobody is unbiased. You're, you're biased and, until like day zero of when you're born. Okay. You're unbiased it, from that moment onward. <laughs> it, it's, it's like, I always tell people, listen, if anybody's ever told you that they're a hundred percent unbiased, they're lying to you. Everybody, everybody is biased against something. An important yeah. thing. Biased, objective, at, yeah. truth, like, you know, undeniable thing. The important thing when you're looking at something like a review is knowing what the biases of the person reviewing the thing that you are watching are. You just have to know what their biases are. And so long as you're aware of that, then you'll be aware of what to take into account when seeing something. But I'm actually actually curious about the the journal stuff because that's actually stuff that I've thought about doing for... Uh, a, a different game like a, a long long time ago but i ended up not doing yeah it. so this is something like from a yeah from a perspective of a content creator it's actually really interesting i yeah. think the format is i don't think everybody can achieve it i don't even know if i could but he nails it and it's a really interesting idea um, especially because if you don't catch the streams it almost feels like i watched the stream um so i think it might be interesting to, to check out if you have time yeah, I, I, I got to check out some of Hey stuff. Like, I, I had heard his story, so I know what the the deal is with, you know, him saying that he didn't like Monster Hunter and then the community kind of just, like, rallying back. And I think that says a lot about the Monster Hunter community where you have someone that's like, hey, listen, I don't like your game. And we just go like, yeah, but but you should you should check this out. It's that thing that you had and I had and... Yeah, we didn't like it either. Exactly. <laughs> like, we didn't like it. We, we started playing it. We didn't like it. I, I, I distinctly remember picking up the game and like, this game plays terrible. Like, 
what the hell? <laughs> I don't like this yeah. at all. <laughs> so it's, it, it's a good reminder, I think, like I was talking about this on Twitter the other day. It's a good reminder that knowing that people sometimes, oh, this community is getting more toxic, whatever. It's like, you know what? It's just people being holed up in their houses. A lot of people are being very vocal online, engaging yeah. social more than ever. The community is just as positive as it's ever been. So don't don't let the loud uh, minority it's a very paint your picture. Small... The community is awesome. It is a very, very, very small minority, and and it's like, like I said, I've I've been doing the. I remember doing a poll uh, before I did the the video, where I was going over the reasons that people were giving for not wanting to get rise, and in that poll, like, I, I don't remember what the exact percentages was, but it was a very small minority of people that were saying, "I'm not gonna get it." It was very small. And you compare yeah. that with the amount of comments that we see in the posts on social media of people like, oh, PS2 graphics, game looks ugly, game's a downgrade. Duh, 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 duh. And it's like you compare the amount of posts and stuff that you see to the actual amount of people that that amounts to is, is actually very, very small in, in the grand it's scheme of small, things. So. And the community as a whole is usually pretty positive mm -hmm. about a lot of this yeah, stuff. Yeah, very good. Which is really, really cool. That and I also want to give a little shout out to uh, Super Rad. I've been enjoying his videos a lot lately. He's been doing, he did like the history of each of the Monster Hunter games. Um, and he does a full deep dive. And I don't know how much time he must spend on this stuff. But he gets footage of all the past games for these scenes. Like he's now doing the weapons where he does like the history of the hammer. Or the history of the sword and shield. Or history of the greatsword. And he's going through and he's getting footage of every single iteration of that weapon throughout the series now granted you can't cover everything because these you know it's not a tutorial it's, yeah. it's a history it's a look at the evolution i think he does a really good job of picking the the points that matter to him that he i think tells a story as he goes through it and it's just fascinating just going through because i i didn't experience some of the older games either it just seen visually and also the way he narrates it is very well done. I it's been really fun as a Monster Hunter fan to watch those. Now, super rad stuff I actually have seen. Uh I think I saw some of his stuff before they closed down the schools cuz back then I still had time to to actually watch some <laughs> some YouTube. Um but I I do remember seeing some of his history of like the previous games and I I don't remember the videos very vividly but I remember I actually enjoyed it quite a bit so yeah I'm there's going to be links to both of these in the description of this podcast so uh a link to HJ's channel and a link to Super Rat's channel in case you guys are curious you guys should check it out cuz you know it's a little bit more Monster Hunter content to keep you you know grounded until yeah. monster hunter rise comes out and it's like, <laughs> oh yeah that's exactly what it is it's it's a good way to fight the uh the the the, the anxiety of just like i can't wait for the monster hunter rise you know like, <laughs> give me give so. me give me give me give me now rondine exactly <laughs> <laughs> i don't blame you man i don't blame you she's, she's a nice character but, but uh, uh, yeah it's been really fun so we're just trying to you know bathe the time until the game comes out so we're almost there almost there we're almost there and I, um i think we're all i think we're only going to have one more podcast before the game is out that's yes. kind of crazy there is one more after this one there is one more podcast this podcast is obviously going to be a little bit shorter because you know after the big news blowout that we had last week and no oh, yeah magnamalo being added into the demo and all of this stuff i mean we're pretty sure that at this point capcom's going to stay silent until the release of the game right 
Yeah. I mean, there's little small things that they're announcing here and there, but not enough to make it a huge topic. Like, I think yesterday they had a tweet saying, like, um, you can now post, when you post a quest, you can decide up front that you want an SOS to be fired. Like, you want random people to join in. So you can set that right when you post the quest. You don't have to now fire it manually when you get in there. So you, you post a quest, you go off alone, you're like, okay, I want three more people, boom. It automatically does it for you, which I thought was a really nice quality of life change. Hmm. But little things like that, like nothing yeah. like massive announcements or anything. So We already know that the weapons are going to have three switch skills, which I think is like the biggest thing that you and me were curious about because we kept seeing moves in the in the trailers that yeah. weren't actually in the demo. We're like, how is this going to work? <laughs> And that I yeah, think and I'll, I'll say right now, too. I do not want to touch weapon tutorials until I have hands on with all all the switch skills because yeah. those to me they're even more it's even more depth than we had with hunter uh, styles. Like I think those are going to represent significant changes that can change how you approach a weapon. I'm not and sure I if think, it's uh, more. I'm not sure if it's deeper because you had so many hunter arts though. Yeah, but there was only like three for each weapon. Uh, I mean, and those were those were arts. Like they, you had to charge them up. Where now we're talking about moves that you can do on demand, right? Normal attacks or even a wire bug. Yeah. These are not moves that are like you only do a few times in a hunt. These these are built into into your basic combos and your your move set. So I think they're more significant from that regard. And it could also affect the way that you do your skill loadouts and stuff. Like you you weren't making specific sets. Unless for fun. Yes, like, I was. Off of one hunter art. Yes, I was. What are you talking about? Well, a hundred percent I you know. was. <laughs> Dude, you the, know what I mean. I was I was probably the only hunter out there using friggin' composed. I was the only composed <laughs> hunter. Because I'm like, dude, I'm all about them arts. Give them to me faster, faster arts. Oh, oh man. my gosh. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna wait and try to get all those because I'm I'm really excited to see them all and just how they, I mean that's eight permutations per weapon, so that's gonna be really fun to see how those uh, work together. It's gonna be friggin' wild. I'm gonna spend so much time just friggin' doing crazy gunlance things, happy gunlance noises, as people like to say. <laughs> one thing I need to figure out. One one thing I might want to do is I had a video called. Um, what I want in the next Monster Hunter game. And I did that video before Rise was announced. So, like, you didn't know anything about Monster Hunter Rise. The bingo card. And it's funny. And if you go back, the bingo card is based off of that video. So if you go back and you listen, to, I'm, I want to do, a, like, a me, a Gaijin reacts to Gaijin. Because I kind of, it sounds like I'm talking about Monster Hunter Rise. <laughs> <laughs> before Rise was actually out. I And so, like, I made a little bingo list of, like, all... And these are not things that I currently feel like I want in there. Like, there's certain things that I would change. Uh, but hmm. I was being honest. I, there's only... Well, there's one thing I changed. And that's only because... And we talked about that, but, like... You deleted long swords only, from the game. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> but there's only a few more things in there. But I, I kind of want to go back to that video and say, like, how... I don't... I didn't say I called it or I nailed it. It's, like, how much did Capcom just answer to my heart and, and, and give me everything I wanted? Right just, now, man, it's like nine out of ten. They're just nailing everything I wanted. They just took your video and made like a checklist and handed it off to the developer. <laughs> <laughs> Please make sure. <laughs> just make sure that you you abide by the 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 commandments of the Gaijin and boom, done. Success guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs>
but yeah, I'm I I'm I'm hyped beyond belief. Is this is the right way to put it? Yeah. So guys, that is going to be it for today's edition of the Third Fleet Podcast. Like I said, a little bit of a, a shorter show. We're going to be um, planning. Uh, I, I really want to see if we can plan some special for uh, the final show before um, before Rise is out. Um, so yeah. we'll see what we can do for that. But uh, yeah, don't don't expect like a lot of big news at this point because this is the period of you know cool down until the game comes out. So just strap yourselves in. There's some. Uh, two new suggestions in there for two new creators that you guys might want to check out. Uh, hey J and Super Rad. There's going to be links in the description, so make sure to check out their stuff if you're just looking for something to consume while you're waiting for Rise. Uh, I know that I want to go check out some of Hey J's stuff at least because uh, what Gadget said definitely got me more interested. Uh, and I'm already seeing uh, a lot of Super Rad stuff as well. So yeah, uh, stay tuned. I'm going to be continuing to do more Rise videos. I'm thinking about doing like um, very light introductions uh, to monster hunter mechanics, like, you know, the game loop, how to pick your first weapon, stuff like that. Yeah. Very light stuff for people that are starting in 2021 because sometimes we start talking about stuff that is super deep uh, and mm. it's easy to understand for people that have been following the show, for the show that have been following the franchise for a while. But for someone that is completely new, maybe starting Monster Hunter for the first time this year, they're going to be like, what? Invincibility yeah. frames, evade extender, guard up. What the hell are these people talking about? This makes no sense. <laughs> so I want to try and do a, a video talking about some of these things to, to introduce to completely brand new players. Uh, but that's going to yeah. be the, the you know, it's, it's not even going to be that many videos, I don't think, because... There's just not a whole lot to talk about uh, in regards to Rise until the game actually comes out at this point. I yeah, I agree. But, uh, you know, try to get some sleep. Try not to get spoiled and... Uh, yeah. <laughs> stay, he st st stay healthy. There's a, there's a reason stay to be healthy. healthy. Stay hydrated. In a, in a few days. All of that yeah, stuff. Hydration. And uh, we'll see you guys in the next one. Uh, make sure to check out if you guys are looking for Discord information as well, because sometimes people ask if there's Discords. We've been saying it every uh, podcast. The information yeah. is in the description of this, both in the YouTube version as well as the audio-only version. There should be uh, links there somewhere. Maybe they're not in hyperlink form, but the link is definitely there. Just look at it. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys in the next one. Stay strong. Stay safe and happy hunting.